<laughs> he basically just came out and said, we need money. <laughs> well, the Who kept coming back. <laughs> when Viggo Mortensen came out and stated that he thinks the last two movies in the Lord of the Rings trilogy are a bit of a mess. And Why? Well... He feels Peter Jackson, once he started to rely... Well, Peter Jackson started to rely way too much on special effects. Mm -hmm. Like, supposedly, like, Fellowship of the Ring had less visual effects and... Get closer relied, to me, David. ...relied less on things like that. And he feels like Peter Jackson, his entire career since the point he got the money to use visual effects, mm -hmm. he sort of lost his, I don't know. Did Peter Jackson have a career before Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Uh, B-movie horror. Yeah. Like but, Dead Alive, which yeah. is awesome if you haven't seen it. I highly recommend mm -hmm. it. So, but anyway, so he, after, uh, post having money to use special effects his entire career has been... Um, well, it, like, you know, The Lovely Bones... That was based off a book about a dead girl that should have been a $15 million, um, a $15 million, a $15 million movie, but Peter Jackson spent $90 million making that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's just one of those You things. shouldn't spend $90 million making a drama. <laughs> but, you know, That's Peter Jackson wanted to make grandiose images of heaven and so on and so forth. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> I didn't care for it. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I, didn't see it. It. I heard it was a good book. Yeah, I heard the book was good and the movie was just like, whoa, calm down. Yeah, it was a bit much. <laughs> a bit much. Well, well was, you know, I think that's not uncommon. You see a lot of directors who are really, really skilled with low budgets, and then it's like all the money comes in, and you're just like, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, you want to hit the space bar? I'm assuming we're not waiting for Andrew this morning. Yeah, I guess we're not waiting for Andrew. I was already recording. I, I figured. So. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Speaking of uh, low budget to high budget, so the first thing I thought of was, you know, Clerks and Mallrats. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, uh, you know, we like Mallrats, even though it didn't do well. But back to clerks, right? They make fun of the people who look at the um, due dates on milk. Yeah. But that's totally a thing. Like, I don't know why they make fun of that, because the due date is, like, way different from milk to milk. So I... That's old. Yeah, old, married, has a kid. <laughs> it's, it's, Looks at milk expiration dates. It's you. You shouldn't buy milk if you don't. <laughs> No, seriously, they, you you could go buy milk that expires today. Yeah, yeah you know? that's oh, true. Well, I, I buy milk that expires in two months. Well, they have the sell-by date. <laughs> well, sure, if you get, like, the super pasteurized stuff, but that's expensive. Wait, <laughs> milk usually doesn't have an expiration date. It has a sell-by date. So it's still technically good after the sell date. Let me tell you, that <laughs> you, you really don't want to push that too far. Yeah. <laughs> in my experience, it's a, it's it's... That's a, if you're gonna use the gallon in like two weeks, yeah. not two weeks, two days. Two days, <laughs> like immediately. Yeah, I know. Well, well, welcome to kind of epic show. I'm gonna hit the space bar. Okay.
the fact that it's the wrong That happening. it's sad? Well, not sad. But you I know what I mean. Sad. I mean, hell, if a sex tape ever comes out. <laughs> oh. Welcome to Kind of Epic Show, everybody. Yeah, recording, right? <laughs> Hi, I'm David West. I'm David Gilman. And I'm Matt. Now, what an epic not, week we've been having. Hold on, hold on. I'm not saying that we're, we're a bunch of experts. We're just a bunch of guys with opinions. They <laughs> uh, stole that from ESPN. Oh. Yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, it was like they were cutting the commercial after one of the basketball games, uh-huh. and somebody said something about them being experts, and Shaq was like, we're not experts, we're just a bunch of guys with opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, if Shaq isn't an expert on basketball, like... <laughs> I sent you that picture of him and... Yeah, like, holy God. <laughs> it was like him and his girlfriend like walking out of his house. And like the size difference. Was it like this? No. No. Like this. Oh, wow. I mean, it was like Where the standing joke was, head height. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that was the joke. It was. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Did you guys see the alternate ending to the last week's Game of Thrones? I mean, I haven't been watching it. No, I haven't. Uh, Don't uh, worry about spoilers. I, I mean. Well, when Tyrion's giving his speech... It cuts to him dancing, and then it cuts to a song. I wish I was a little bit taller with him dancing like this. Wow, I bet he loved that. Have but, you seen the uh, Law and Order spoof of that? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, it's like they they give Game of Thrones the Law and Order uh, title. Oh, nice. And then they cut to the uh, the throne room for the uh, the court scene. Oh, sweet! Yeah. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back, everybody. We're probably like, man, I've missed these guys. It's been all Gabe. Oh, in interviews. Doing interviews, clearing out our backlog. Well, not backlog, but you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) This will cap off our two-week experiment of doing three episodes a week. Yeah. That's how many you've been putting out. Well, this past week, (laughs) this past week we did three. We did our Spider-Man two review on Monday, Uh and then it was Clay on. Wednesday, and then yesterday was Brian Henson, okay. and then uh, Monday coming up. Well, well, for people listening, it'll be, have been this past Monday is our Paul Jenkins interview. Okay. Then Wednesday will be all of our interviews from C two E two, and then us. That works. We are recording outside today, everybody. Thanks to flooding issues. Yeah, thanks to flooding issues. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> so if you hear stuff in the background, like neighbors talking or animals or chopping of some kind, welcome to nature. <laughs> I think this is kind of epic show, working at home edition. <laughs> yes, with wind in the background that is blowing on the mics. <laughs> 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 I want to see a sketch of that. That's somebody, no wind. Somebody's trying to record Darth Vader uh, uh, on a radio interview. Wait, point you? <laughs> That'd be awesome. We should do that. Or that oh man, but actually, that that could be a great like uh, uh, teleconference thing too. It's just like oh oh uh, just, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Vader, could you could you mute? Can you mute when you're not speaking? Uh, thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, now, as I was saying, next week's projections. <laughs> God damn it, Vader! Uh, we just really need. 
This <laughs> guy keeps on hounding him, and eventually he just starts going, <laughs> and then just falls dead. And without a word, somebody else just replaces him. <laughs> Moving on. Of course, they'd be back bad. to the uncompleted Death Star. <laughs> Most awkward union negotiation ever. <laughs> Actually, I think. Were they already building the one on Endor by the time the other one was? I would have. They would have had so, to because. So that's when everybody should have stopped him and like, oh, what? That's gonna happen? That can happen? <laughs> I thought this thing was supposed to be indestructible. <laughs> yeah, should we cover up this uh, three-foot exhaust port? <laughs> <laughs> Should we, should we change the design a little? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should probably cover up, you know, the rest of it. As a... I mean, it, it's a kind of a good trap. Come on, half of it's not even here. <laughs> yeah, should should we be using this? Like this is, this is called this. This is why you don't do a single point of failure, folks. <laughs> you do the moon on Endor protecting the Death Star, then you do like something else protecting the Endor, and then like you know just back and back and back. That would make sense. Well, how long did it take the first Death Star to be built? Because we saw that at what? Well, the designs in Episode 2? And then... Well, they started building at the end of 3. Yeah. So, I don't know, 20 years. Wow. Which is honestly pretty quick. <laughs> Although, can you imagine if something had been started, like, some huge technological project started construction in 1994, right? Mm-hmm. This is technology heavy and completes in 2014. Like, the difference between the 1994 technology and the, like, like the middle of it uses dial up, and by the time it's outside, the entire surface is just a giant touch screen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know dial up still works well. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Galactica. Uh. Yeah. Anyways, what are we talking about today, guys? Gojira. I was really happy. That Is that who's breathing in the background? What? Nothing. The wind. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was kind of happy in the movie. That was the first the, the way we heard his name when the Japanese guy was Gojira. Gojira. <laughs> <laughs> and it started in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Well, it started in the Philippines, didn't it? Yeah, it did well, start in the Philippines. <laughs> okay, who died in the Philippines? Nobody. It started in Japan. <laughs> Actually, 40-something miners yeah, died in the Philippines. <laughs> Unless they're Chilean, no one cares. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so... You know, it's at like a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. People complaining that there isn't any action. But you know what? Uh, although the tripod song, Get to the Fucking Monkey, is is sort of relevant there. But um, <laughs> but I also heard that it, it uh, capped $100 million, so... Well, no. Uh, it fell a bit short. It was like 90 No? Yeah, it uh, got the highest grossing Friday of the year. Yeah. But it still fell short of Captain America by a little bit. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I think it's at this point is... No. 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 Are you sure? Maybe yeah. tomorrow. Are you certain? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some people thought it was going to hit 100 million. Because of the Friday projections. Right. And then it fell. Granted, who knows? Because I guess it's still projected. They don't know today's numbers. They won't know the exact numbers until tomorrow. But What, what did it cost to make? 160. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's made back worldwide. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. We're probably going to get another sequel to this. Well, if they do a sequel. We already have a sequel. It's Pacific Rim. <laughs> 
Is that the sequel? Or the... <laughs> Far off sequel. They could coexist. Yeah, what year was Pacific Rim? Pretending to like be. Like 30 years from now? Yeah. So, kind of. Mm. Uh, and they came from the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, uh-huh. oh, no, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the same, you know. Yeah. They and Legendary. Same production mm-hmm. company, too. Um, when I watch them, I will watch them in that order. <laughs> so they coexist in my head. Well, the, the, yeah, although... The kaijus are aliens. They're not, like, actual prehistoric monsters. Who knows? <laughs> well, well, no, know? we do know. <laughs> we, we know... <laughs> <laughs> like Godzilla would have showed up and would have restored balance to nature or, or some such thing. I can't believe they made him smile. They what? Made they smile. made him smile? They, yeah, they had him smile. They made him tired. <laughs> they, it, was a, it was a smile. They made him get his ass kicked and then <laughs> pass out for days. Yeah. Was it really days? I thought it was uh, like the morning after. It might have been the morning after. It was time. Yeah. Time passed. He needed a nap. <laughs> He's like, I am tired. I'm going to fall. <laughs> I'm going to fall asleep on this street. I am homeless. I just got into a bum fight and I'm kind of drunk. I'm going to fall asleep on this street. Roar. <laughs> Roar. Oh. Yeah, I, I was thinking that uh, they were only thinking it was going to make sixty million this weekend. So the fact that it got up to ninety is like somebody, whoever was in charge of the marketing for this thing, deserves a raise. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that poster. Brian Cranston deserves a raise because he's all over the damn marketing. <laughs> yeah, oh, Brian Cranston <laughs> takes a early exit at the end of Act One. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, I, I was. Have you guys happy. talked about the poster yet? Maybe. The, Probably. Yeah, uh, I don't like, remember. Shit, that's the All right. Japanese flag yeah, poster. Yeah, that, that last one, the, like the IMAX poster. Yeah, that's it's a, pretty. That was stunning. I was hoping they were going to give us a print of that or something. That would have been nice. Would have been nice. But yeah, I was sort of happy with the American public this weekend. Because it, it beat Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors beat Amazing Spider-Man 2. Well, no, I meant like it beat the opening weekend of Oh, oh yeah. No. Of course, it was gonna beat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word of mouth was not pleasant for Spider-Man too. No, no. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it. I yeah. remember going and seeing it. But yeah. It's definitely not as good as this. <laughs> nope. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the, uh, Godzilla was. I don't know. It was. Iconic okay. is the word I keep using. Yeah. <laughs> it was iconic. It, I mean, it, it was. It caught me off guard. Yeah. In what way? I was expecting a giant monster movie, not a disaster movie. Oh, right. I don't. I kind of expected a disaster movie just based on all the trailers and stuff. I mean, it definitely wasn't going. I mean, it also helped that before the movie, I heard a bunch of complaints about the pacing of the film. So I kind of knew going in. Do do you ever hear pacing complaints and just kind of like after you see the film that the pacing complaints are based on, just like immediately think like, what whiny, stupid assholes. Oh, no, people are talking? Oh, no, this movie just got boring. I need an explosion. It's like, you know, people uh, who complain about The Walking Dead being boring. I'm just like, it's awesome character development. It's, who cares if there's only a zombie in this episode? The characters are what's interesting, not the zombies. Yeah. And, and The Walking Dead is obviously a double reference to the characters themselves. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, but, uh, uh, yeah, one of the uh, the bigger complaints I kept on hearing was uh, Aaron, oh, God, what's his name? 
Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, the guy's playing Quicksilver next summer in the Avengers. And he's making out with his sister in the entire movie? Yeah, it's Mark Millar's Ultimates. <laughs> it is Mark Millar's <laughs> Ultimates. I, I was thinking that in the movie, I was just like, oh. <laughs> well, all right then. But yeah, people were complaining about his acting. Why? I thought, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, it's like... He's a guy who's regularly employed to go defuse bombs. Yeah. I mean... He's got to be kind of calm. Yeah. 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 I mean... <laughs> Actually, I saw... After the initial, uh, oh, that exists, you kind of have to be like, you kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. yeah. You can't stand there questioning its existence. It's there. It's right there. It killed your father. You kind of have to move <laughs> on. Your well, I, to save yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did love, well, we're, I don't know if this is relevant enough or not, but just that look where he like looks back at Mothra's eggs and he's just like, you know, they never like say it. They don't like you know, explicitly I didn't catch that. reference it that, but yeah. he's just like payback, bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you were calling that thing Mothra. Yeah, oh, the, what, the what should I have called it? Oh, because they make a Mothra, reference. they reference a Mothra in the movie. Yeah, like uh, uh, in their old family home, when they're looking through it, uh-huh. there's a uh, like a, a case that says Dad's Mothra, and it looks like where a moth would probably be living. Okay. Uh, he thought that's what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. I knew what you were about. talking about, you just talked about the wrong thing. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> Those were new <laughs> monsters. Uh, all right, they seemed kind of moth-like. One, one did. Well, yeah, I thought it was gonna be Rodan from yeah. the uh, trailers. Oh yeah. Well, but, but it was, I mean, well, okay. But anyway. it was clearly not a moth. I guess. Okay. Fine. Hopefully, we get for the sequels. Hopefully, we get more of the the iconic Godzilla monsters. Well, well, see the the thing I've talked about a little bit in the past though is that this. Okay, so you you say you weren't expecting a disaster. Yeah, I, really I wasn't, wasn't expecting an art flick. And that's, I walked out of that movie and I thought that was so beautiful. I mean, obvious. The obvious, of course, is the Halo jump scene. Yeah. The Halo jump scene and the angels descend. I mean, literally, it was you know the 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 symbolism and art. I mean, in that scene, I mean, you you just picture you know the symphony playing to that, the Wagner. You know, it's just it's the most beautiful minute of film I've seen in. A long time. <laughs> that was a bit. The wind was a bit much there. I apologize, listeners. Um, apologize for these dogs. I apologize for the flooding in our studio. <laughs> I'm gonna pause it momentarily. We're back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Outdoor living, everybody. But yeah, I mean, it, it had to be like the best directed movie we've seen th- this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. But this okay, year, so we were talking about sequels. Yeah. Okay, so or well, unless we want to go off. In that well, uh, it, 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 it kind of uh, meshes because during our email conversation, I mentioned like if they were to do a sequel to this, mm-hmm. if I were the director, I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly I mean, because. It's a it's a it's a piece of film that stands by itself, yeah. and a part of me doesn't understand what the fuck they would actually do if they did a sequel. I mean, yeah, you have monsters fight each other, but what's the point? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, D- David was talking about this earlier that the the director was so careful to not give you the monster fight until the end, and the reason is that once you do it, 
it's a it's a get I mean you can get into monster fights sure you can be someone who likes monster fights but if you're really going to talk about quality filmmaking quality storytelling it's not that interesting to just watch a monster wail on another monster yeah. again and again and again you can't make a movie that's just that and have it rise above the level of B you know B film that you know well whatever. Pacific Rim did it that's a monster. Well, no, it did. I mean, me. most of the time it wasn't wailing on monsters. They they did. There was a long period of time between that first fight. Yeah. And actually, oh. fight the monsters yeah. again. Yeah, and I mean, they did it in a way because they had escalating threat yeah. that they could reuse it a couple of times, yeah. and because the outcome of the battles was important enough to the plot, you know that that they could kind of do that but even they didn't i mean it's not like the whole film was wailing on monsters there's a whole lot of time in the shatter dome <laughs> that uh you know that that didn't have any monsters at all but but yeah so i mean they you know you they, you get that early thing in in uh wherever in hawaii yeah um, alaska wasn't it what alaska? Well, the first fight the first, one first fight was in Honolulu and everything Oh, sorry. That was Honolulu. Oh, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only by reference. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you get that. But, you know, they don't show you the whole fight, yeah. you know. Yeah, you glimpses. The television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just kind of get, you know, glimpses, and it's more that disaster movie yeah. aspect. You know, and it's not really until you get into full-on, you know, San Francisco, and, and, you know, they do it right there at the at the final, you know, pinnacle of everything. Um, but if you did a sequel, right? I mean, it's like you spent all this time building up to this iconic thing. And, and to me, again, that's the word, is, is just how iconic they they built everything up to be, yeah. you know, in, in the artistry of it. But if in a sequel, it's like, oh, well, we did that. And, and even in this film, as good as it was, there were several times when, okay, yeah, uh, I was explained to me that Godzilla does own his roar, but it's hard to watch the film and not think Jurassic Park Tyrannosaurus Rex every time he does one of those awesome roars. <laughs> you know, I mean, sure, Godzilla may own the roar, but in, in the last 20 years in film, t you know, Jurassic Park owns that roar. Yeah. And, and at the very end, when he defeats the final Imudo or yeah. whatever it was. The female, I think. The, yeah, the female. You know, he goes and he grabs her by the jaw, and anyone who's seen King Kong, I would think, would have had to immediately think, oh, he's going to rip his jaw, or yeah. the jaw again. And they didn't, but it was close. <laughs> yeah. It was like... It was, it was better. Yeah. It was awesome. Barbecued her. But, but they couldn't keep me from thinking about it. Yeah. And, and, and so it's like, if you're already getting those strong parallels, how are you going to do a sequel you know, and keep me from thinking about those. Yeah. Things. Well, how do you? Uh, the first time he does his fire breath, I thought uh, that was beautiful. Yeah, same yeah, here. It was awesome. That, that was how do you repeat that? Shot, just following his. Oh yeah, that yeah. was just amazing. Yeah. How, how would you repeat that moment in, yeah, in the sequel? Yeah. You know. Yeah. It it would be extremely hard, and so it's especially from a from a production studio like legendary who have already shown they can do a variation on a theme without making it a sequel or a prequel although uh i i was mentioning i think if you were going to do another that was directly in the same continuity prequel would be the way to go because they clearly indicate yeah. you know and legitimize yeah. in, a, in a way in the early parts of the film that there's a story to be told earlier yeah um but um in my mind they would be far better served to come up with another original idea as they've been doing and just, you know, go that route. Yeah. 
See, I could I could see it as like okay, this is like awoken all the other like classic Godzilla monsters, you know. But uh, it's just kind of a everyday thing now, almost. I don't know. I mean, that, that was one thing where I was thinking it would be interesting to explore the world afterwards because yeah. the nuke went off the west coast. Of yeah, America, that's very true. And, you know, that had to be a shit to fall out. From I that. didn't really understand from the very beginning that plan. They were like, "We're gonna blow up a nuke that makes the you know the the one that dropped on Hiroshima look like a firecracker." 20 miles off coast they're like oh 20 miles so it'll be limited fall and I thought are you sure that's enough like yeah, that actually I don't doesn't know. seem like much of a buffer at all to me that was just a plan of desperation well, well yeah but what made them choose 20 miles <laughs> <laughs> well what happened to Gotham after the bomb went off in Gotham Harbor <laughs> the wind went the other way <laughs> To Jersey. <laughs> to Jersey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that film. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was thinking like some of the other, like, uh, just trying to think of what they could potentially do. I mean, I don't think following the, 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 the main character in this one, yeah. I don't think using him again would be smart. Yeah. I mean, I think the only human characters that should carry over... The scientist? Uh, yeah, Watanabe and his uh, assistant. Yeah. Because yeah. they could be the ones to... Yeah. They're, the, they're the experts. You know, honestly, if you wanted to make a uh, follow-up to this, you should... T the, the, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. route would totally be the thing to do. <laughs> like, this could be, like, the X-Files, whatever, and it's, like, him and her every week following Godzilla <laughs> you know new monster thread and but uh what else was there yeah like another complaint people had were like you know the, the, the human element of the story was like so-so yeah I don't entirely agree with that in the sense that the I don't know the emotional arc of the film ends at the end of act one when Brian Cranston's character dies yeah at that point, it's just a, you know, the, the, the one the uh, man, God, what's his name, Ford. Ford, yeah. Ford kind of going from event to event, trying mm -hmm. to get to the point where he could save his It's family. about desperation. It's about survival on both opposing forces. Yeah. You, you know, like, the, the, the monsters are, they're, they're not evil, they're just trying to give birth to And I was baby. impressed by how believable... I, I, maybe that's a bad word to use in this kind of film, but I mean they did a really good job of like with those Emoto's uh, justifications. Yeah, I mean it was it was really you know I mean knowing anything about biology is just like yeah yeah that makes sense like you know they're they're not like rampaging all over you know everything just to be asses and you're like well why are they destroying tokyo again i don't know you know but it, they made it really clear like this is exactly why they're acting the way they are and this i don't know that anyone could be like no given the rules they've set up and the biological imperatives it's just like that makes total sense mm -hmm. and i and i sort of like that the movie did sort of it stuck to a theme of family slash survival yeah that sort of permeated the whole thing. So it's not like you really needed Ford to have a character arc. What kind of character arc is he really gonna have <laughs> just going up against giant monsters? Yeah. The only character arc I can imagine him having 
is realizing... Well, you know, he actually did, though, hearkening back to the whole he gets his revenge when he barbecues the, the eggs. That is kind of a, a subtle... It's subtle. It's not... The yeah, whole never, thing, but I, I think that is because that's him coming to terms with this did happen to me, this did affect my family. I am angry about it, and I, you know, and I am going to take a a stand and a side, see, and I'm going to confront it. I didn't see that as vengeance. I saw that as there's a shit ton more of these. Like things. holy shit! I should kill them. I'm going <laughs> to save the world right here. <laughs> I think it could have. I think I don't think it has to be one or the other. Okay. <laughs> I really hope Outdoor that living, the microphones everybody. picked that up. I heard it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have the headphones in. I heard it. But, uh, um... Well, I guess that could be one reading of the scene. It's, uh, it's not one I, I picked up at all when I, I was watching. I like that, though. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm to, a fan to me, of that it theory. seemed like a coming full circle, because he spends the whole first part of the film denying, in denial. Mm-hmm. He spends the whole first part... I mean, denial. I mean, as far as the grief arc or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, the stages of, you know, whatever, uh, you know, he's clearly in denial. Yeah. Um, no. You know, and, and it, I bet you could... I bet that was intentional, and I bet you could... Uh, map the five Map seasons? it. I bet you could. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. No. What would you I guys wasn't think? watching for it, but... <laughs> what would you guys think so. if... Uh, for a sequel, they jump ahead ten years and keep the same like family dynamic, and it'd be him and his kid, him and his son. I think they could, but here's the thing: to me, uh, and one of the big reasons why a prequel would make more sense than a sequel is because when you do that, you've already got a big. Uh, the audience has a lot to swallow with the whole monsters and all that. Yeah. So if you do it in the future. You either have to hypothesize no major change, which is unbelievable, you know, or, or small changes, which are still unbelievable, you know. Yeah. Or, or you have to. I mean, any way you do it, it, it becomes a movie. You can't have a movie in the future much. without it being about the future. Gotcha. You know, so yeah. it's like it's already about monsters. You're trying to do too much. Well, I mean, hell, if the movie just happens to come out ten years down the road, you know. Oh well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even then, you still... I mean, you have to go back to that point in time and figure out what exactly about society would change yeah. because of that. Well, not not only that, but if it did actually come out in ten years, that's not even a sequel anymore. That's just, like, a remake. Because they could have the... In ten years, they could completely justify doing the exact same, like... Well, except they'd have to. They'd. I guess you. They'd have to account for some degree of institutional knowledge, uh, but because I mean, it, hell, it doesn't feel like it's been 16 years since the '98 Godzilla film with Matthew Broderick. I can't believe it's been 16 years since that. I can't either. But that was a shitty film. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of forgettable. I'm still in denial as far as the whole stages of grief. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one. <laughs> Well, well I, remember, I have a long way to go. It's funny because I'm basing this off of. Uh, shouldn't this shouldn't you have reached acceptance with this one with this film? <laughs> shouldn't it have erased that other one? And you're I like, just okay. need time to process my grief. This would, this would be replacement because I think it goes uh, anger. No, no, uh, denial, denial, anger, replacement, depression, acceptance. What's replacement? Yeah, I'm trying to find something to replace the thing you lost. 
Oh, and then you acknowledge that it can't be replaced. Yeah. Oh, so when it comes out on, so when the two pack comes out on DVD, where they have this one and the new one, <laughs> that's acceptance, right? It's uh, like what? No, that's replace. I don't. Know. I, I'm basing this all off of that uh, the, series Marvel did with Captain America. America <laughs> yeah, they did five issues. Each one was focusing on the character in a stage of grief. <laughs> if I remember, the Spider-Man one was fantastic. Actually, the whole miniseries was pretty good. I don't quite remember. I remember the Spider-Man one. Um, see, I don't think you can exactly map the five stages of grief onto the movie. <laughs> or at least I would be stretching things from my point of view. That's, that's quite possibly true. But I, I do... I don't think that invalidates the, the overall point. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. But, yeah, I mean... You could argue... I don't know. Elizabeth Olsen didn't really have a whole lot to do. Yeah, I, I kept trying to decide during that film whether I thought she was pretty. Yeah, or not. <laughs> that's that's what you were focusing on. No, I mean not majorly, but I mean it occurred to me at various points. Yeah, Matt turned to me and was like, "Is that an Olsen?" <laughs> I think yeah. she's definitely a lot more attractive than her sisters. I don't know. And she was fine. I mean, I, she didn't I, do I, much. I kind of a, a you know ended up uh, deciding. She just kind of looked like. Just sort of any girl, which was fine. <laughs> um, I, I don't quite. I mean, I know why they had her. I know why they had her had her in the movie. Well, not necessarily her. Anybody could have played that role, but I don't know, I quite understand why they had the character. Well, I mean, they needed. He needed a wife. He needed. Yeah, no, I thought that made sense. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't? It's they, just I don't know. There's just a part of me that thinks she that, doesn't do anything. I don't know. Like, She's an object of concern. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I were her and I read the script, I wouldn't have done it because I don't think they really needed somebody of her caliber of acting. Yeah. To... What is her caliber of acting? Because I think she has really a caliber good. of name. Yeah, no, apparently she's really good. Really? Yeah. I, mean, I haven't seen her. In yeah, she's else. in a bunch of indie films. This is like her first mm, big budget thing. I see. Yeah. And she'll be in the Avengers next year, apparently. As what? Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. right, yeah. Duh, sorry. Yeah, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were making out in this movie. Yeah. Yes, we've made the yeah. joke. <laughs> sorry, I'm retarded. Or um, dumb or something. I don't know. But uh Special. Just a little bit special. Just a little bit. <laughs> um so yeah, uh Brian Cranston of course ruled the first half hour he was in the movie you know i kept <laughs> thinking though because as Myth. as a father right with the in you know film was family theme right dealing with grief and anger i kept watching it and trying to decide is he still in character from breaking bad or not and i just decided <laughs> that as far as i've seen i've only seen the first and some of the second seasons of breaking bad so I mean I haven't I don't know what exactly his character was at the end, but evil. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, I, but no, I think I think two things about that, if anyone else cared, is that one, it was probably a good role as a transition out, mm -hmm. and two, no, I thought it was, you know, I thought he did the role and that he was supposed to play. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, I, I wanted more. Good. Really good. I, I would have been completely fine if he wouldn't have died where he did. I kept thinking because he was billed so heavily and everyone loves him so much. I just kept thinking like, 
God, no, they can't kill him. Surely they can't kill him. And then I just, every time it became more obvious he was going to die, I was just like, it's looking increasingly less likely. And I just kept thinking, like, something's going to happen to bring him back. Surely. And then, like, he's in the bag and they're zipping it up. And I thought, he's going to wake up any minute. <laughs> and then, like, for a brief second, I was just like, something about Godzilla revives him? <laughs> and then finally they finished zipping it. And my mind just kind of clicked. And I was like, oh, no, he's really dead. Okay. And then his son became the main character. And I was like, did not see that coming. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, we also learned that apparently the army, or I guess the navy, is a lot like being an employee of like an airline, where it's like, "Hey, where are you headed? <laughs> I'll just fly up here in the hostess seat." Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. It kind of makes sense. I mean, they're in a, a state of emergency. They need all the men they can get, and one wants to volunteer. Well, he, he finally did volunteer, but the first couple legs of his journey were just kind of. Well, pro bono or whatever, you know. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Once he once he got back to the mainland and volunteered for the train trip. I mean, well, yeah. Then he was actively serving. They weren't transporting him. He was serving. Well, they only transported him the once from uh, Hawaii to there. So, and he only did it the once. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, but hey, they can I have a ride him to there with no expectations of him actually doing it. I mean, that was purely... Which, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, I have an issue with that. I'm just saying. I mean, it's probably... They probably weren't allowing flights of any kind at that point. I know. I'm just saying. I was just <laughs> yeah, after Godzilla stomped through the airport, I don't think they would. No. <laughs> that no. was an awesome reveal, though. When he... he like, it was the... Uh, the camera was scanning this way. Yeah. Oh my god! Over there doing some bullshit. Then we just saw a foot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the camera uh, went outside and scanned up. And we should like, oh my god! Whoa. <laughs> you know, he actually didn't seem as big as what he had been in the uh, the trail, like yeah, the trailers and whatnot. Look at one of the uh, posters. He's like towering over the skyline of San Francisco. Yeah. Dad, no, he's not that big. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Zilla. Yeah, it would have been odd. I love that they actually were like. For all intents and purposes, basically a god. I thought that's so cool. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, that's that's Godzilla. I don't yeah. really have anything else to say about it. I think it's probably the best movie that come out this year. You think it's better than Cap? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. For sure. I mean, I really, really like Cap, but yeah. this one I, just uh, I thought a lot Cap was more... fine, but. Matt doesn't like it as much. I as just have a lot of issues <laughs> with the way that they ended. They ended it very cheaply. I mean, there's the obvious issue of we went and built these extremely important, technologically sophisticated... Set pieces? Military, you know, <laughs> things or whatever, right? And we stored all the most critical technological infrastructure in a glass dome on the bottom and posted no guards or security measures whatsoever. And went so far as to make sure that not only were they all located in that extremely vulnerable location, but there were no duplications or replications or or anything, like, provided. So it was just like, what the hell? Fair and then, enough. You know, okay, fine. You know, big, you know, that, that kind of hole in the plot is okay, but See, then the broader issue I have is just, they essentially said, we've got an impossible task. They waited till the last minute to address it. And they, they used an impossible way to address it. So for all intents and purposes, it was just, you know, God by machine and 
and whatever. That needed to be finished as a spy movie, and instead it was finished as an action movie because they were lazy and lacked imagination. So that was my issue. Well, I'll argue a bit of that with you. Um, the guards, they could have had guards posted, but they could have been Hydra and or S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, like, ah, we're out. Let's kill everybody. Yeah, I don't think by the time those things launch, everybody was out there. Post. post, yeah. Okay, well, that's a decent point, but you still... Because I think they launched, like, an hour early. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. when uh, uh, the crews were heading toward the ships, there was, like, you know, seven people. Yeah. And then the, the they were like, oh, shit. Guards, <laughs> uh-huh. And then they took the ships. That's yeah. essentially what happened. So there, was, there wasn't really a lot of people on board of this. Well, thing. okay, that that is a, a reasonable point. I, I still don't understand the glass bubble, though. Yeah, and I thought the same thing when I watched the movie. I was like, I mean, they put those right there? I went with it because I didn't really care, but a part of my brain went, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Odd. It, it, it's I, of, I would go with it, but it's just the fact that they they... They didn't even make an attempt to, to really explain make it. it a spy thing, you know, oh. it, it, and and that's what it needed to be. Was any of it really a spy thing, though? Like the whole movie up until that point, and even even after because they're not really doing spy thing. stuff on the boat at the beginning. They're just going in and kicking ass. That's well, yeah, it was done with stealth ops. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. The, the majority of the movie is a spy movie. I'm trying to think of, like, a James Bond situation where it kind of escalates that sort of... Yeah, yeah, it's not that you can't go to action. There's action in spy movies. Mm -hmm. It's just that... Not Tinker Taylor. (laughs) 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 But, uh, like, I don't know, and the Casino Royale is, like, a... a, a, He's in the middle of a collapsing building. Fair enough. Sort of randomly. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And then, Quantum of Solace, the place was fucking on fire. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was just that one giant freaking set piece. Yeah. That hotel in the middle of the desert or something weird like that. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, what else do we have to talk about? Um, well... Should uh, we give a rating? We give a rating for Spider-Man. Uh-huh. What was the rating for Spider-Man? Uh, I think I gave it a B plus. I gave it an A minus. I said that was too high. Uh, I'd give this an A plus. I wouldn't give it an A plus. I mean... I would. How many movies do you give an A plus to? Not many. Well, considering it's an A minus to Amazing Spider-Man two. I really liked Amazing Spider-Man two, <laughs> but it has a lot of issues that you agreed with. You're I not liked thinking it. about it logically. I like. I feel. I feel like <laughs> if we had to actually uh, uh, figure out a rubric. Yeah, we should. And you had to grade it based on several things. There's no way that would have gotten an A. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, what? What? Okay. I don't know. What'd you give some other movies? Well, Cap. Obviously, A pluses around the table. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you guys give her easy graders. <laughs> I feel like I'd like to give what my grade would be, but in this hyperinflated, <laughs> you know, thing, I, I don't do. feel like it would be fair, you know, because I really like the film. But you wouldn't give it an A plus. I'd give it like. I'd give it a. Uh, I think I gave it an A. I a minus, B plus, oh. A minus. <laughs> But but I wouldn't give a lot of these other films that high grade. So fair enough. But, but you guys would say what you said A plus. Yeah. And what, what are you saying? Dave? Well, I, you know, I'll take it down to an A. I'll take it down I, to I'm a solid not, A. I, no, by your bloated scheme, no. I deserve. <laughs> I'll a take plus. it. No, I'll take it down to a solid A because I liked Captain America more. I'll take it down to a solid A. Well, I'd take offense to that too. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I I'd give Godzilla an A. 
All right. Probably. The one interesting thought about, about, uh, I had about Godzilla afterwards is would I really want to go watch it again? Yeah, you know. I I would. I just, think I can wait. Just for the first. Oh, we got to talk about the structure. Oh, yeah. It had a beautiful structure, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful. <laughs> So, okay, so it was so beautifully... The first thing I thought when I saw the structure was it was this beautiful Nautilus. They did the opening credits, and they used them effectively to build this whole mythos mm -hmm. and, and world building around what the issue was. And then they had a little big... So you picture, you know, a Nautilus shell, like a snail, you know? You know, so they have the um, first little thing, and then they got a little bigger thing attached to that when they go to the Philippines, you know, they've got a little bigger thing with the childhood, you know, plants going to hell thing. And they've got a little bigger thing with going back to the plant and adulthood and all the way up to the end of the first act. And it's so beautifully built up, you know, that whole thing. And then you've got a bigger thing with Honolulu and Hawaii, you know, and then you've got a bigger thing with, uh, the train, and then you've got the, the ultimate, you know, thing with, with San Francisco. It's this beautiful Nautilus, like, progression. What you're saying is that it escalated things very well. Well, no, it's not just that it escalated things. It's you could take any individual part of that. Not every one, but, but a lot of them. And it told the story from, uh, from a beginning to an end, you know, in and of itself, its own little thing. So, so it's not just the fact that it, it escalated, it's the fact that it, it was internally divided in a very beautiful progression. It, and then, not only was it this cool Nautilus thing, but it also had a really obvious, uh, you know, three-act structure that, that was really good. Um, where, you know, it, it had that whole build-up, and then, then clearly when Brian Cranston died, that was the end of Act 1. And then you have the whole Honolulu and train thing, and that's Act Two. And you've got Act Three in San Francisco, and it's it's like a very clear and cool division. It's a very structurally stable and cool thing. Now, when you say Honolulu and the train thing, are you talking about the two separate bits? Those together form the second okay. act. Gotcha. Well, there's more to the second act than that. What else was there? Well, the beginning of the third act be, is the Halo jump. Yeah. Is, yeah. 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 So there's yeah, a yeah. shit ton uh -huh. more there okay. along the way. <laughs> there's the there? female well, escaping from the... Vegas. Well, yeah. yeah Vegas. Train. Wow, the train was going. Well, I think the train was already... Was after the female yeah. escape, so it was during Honolulu. Well, <laughs> no, no, sorry, I didn't include every single. <laughs> well, there's two trains. Yeah, there's the monorail. The confusion, I think, is after. Oh, there's the monorail, okay. and then there's the train well, with I mean, the bombs. Honolulu and okay. the cross-country nuclear train express. Okay, <laughs> gotcha. That's where my confusion was coming from. I was like, wow, that's a big part of the movie that was <laughs> cut out. No. But yeah, it is a it is a wonderfully written film, honestly. Like, no, what else has the director done? He just had one movie before it was oh, really? another Monsters. I think it was actually called Monsters. It was <laughs> a, you know giant monster flick. Oh. He made that. Huh. All right then. Apparently, it, it got him a 160 million dollar film. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sign me up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, before. Uh, Godzilla. Um, we got the uh, well second trailer for uh, Christopher Nolan's next film, Interstellar. 
So, a movie that takes place in a cornfield. And yeah. pressing outer reaches of space. Actually, there is a, a comment that one of my friends from school made. He was like, man, I hated Godzilla, but man, the $15 ticket price was so worth it to see that Interstellar trailer. <laughs> I was just like, Re- really? <laughs> you got to see a two-minute trailer that took place in a cornfield? <laughs> um... For the most part, I was intrigued by it. I, there were some world building issues I, I had at the beginning of it where I was kind of going, wait, you're an engineer and you're being forced to farm? Is that what's happening? I'm, I'm yeah, little, I, I wasn't sure on that either. That. Yeah, and it's kind of like, yeah, you, you the food crisis is the thing, not the water crisis, not the land crisis. And like, if the food crisis is the thing, do you know enough about modern farming to tell me why you'd force an engineer to run what looks like a spread out homestead and a rather lackadaisical operation instead of getting like an expert farmer <laughs> to do it. Like I don't think I don't think we're lacking the farming expertise. I don't think that's the I don't think manpower is the issue. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'll go see it and I'm sure it'll be great, but the trailer does, didn't not do a damn thing for me. Well, it, it well, did to me. It did to me. I, I want to say, I, I agree. The The world-building thing is a little troubling. I'm not sure... I'm not sure, based on just the trailer, whether they will have really built a strong case for... Leading? <laughs> for, for leading and for what this guy's personal situation is. But when I saw that, I thought that looks like a really depressing movie with a really important lesson. So anyone who's read the later books in the Ender's Game series, this to me was a lot like that. Not a whole lot of fun to read, but sort of maybe, you know, outlook changing. And and to me it says, uh, you know, it says it has a lesson to teach the mass population about the necessity of interstellar travel and the hard reality that there's no magic cure that it might be possible but it's going to be horrific and you know maybe like childbirth it's it's necessary and and something that must be done i don't know um but to to me it looks you know i don't watch dramas because i don't i don't need that shit but you know this might be a drama with enough of a lesson that it's worth seeing I like that. Um, yeah, it didn't really do much for me. Well, I don't know. I'm excited with, by anything with that man's name attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but uh, it was kind of... I, I showed uh, Scott um, at uh, my office now um, the trailer, <laughs> and he, he said, it looks good, but I, I sort of disagree wholeheartedly with the message it's yeah. <laughs> You know what trailer I thought looked awesome? The Flash. Oh yeah, yeah. That that was that was actually a lot more impressive than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, did you watch the the Flash TV series uh, trailer? No. It looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, it did look a lot better. Though. I mean, I haven't been watching Arrow at all. Yeah. So. Arrow, second season of Arrow is a hundred percent better than season one. Okay. They cut out all the bullshit soap opera stuff. Okay. And it's a good show. But yeah, the reason David's bringing up Flash is uh, last week it was uh, um, all the major networks announced what they're picking up for the the network up, up fronts. Yeah, and there's a surprising amount of superhero fare 
coming to the, our televisions. Yeah, so. quite a bit. I think there will be, what, eight? Not including the shows I'm not sure on the Sci-Fi Channel? Maybe, yeah. Why don't you list them? Well, <laughs> on the CW, we have Arrow, of course, The Flash, and iZombie, which me and David are both super excited for. You yeah. know, it's being held till mid-season. Yeah, uh, iZombie is, uh, it was at a, adapted from a comic, I forget who wrote it, I think Michael Al Allred may have wrote it, too. Oh, I, I knew he did the art, I wasn't sure if he wrote it, too. I can't remember who Probably. Writer. But anyway, um, yeah, it's a Vertigo series DC Comics put out, and, uh, um... It's being adapted by Rob Thomas, the uh, showrunner behind uh, Veronica Mars. And Party Down. <laughs> I didn't know he did Party Down until the Veronica Mars DVD, like movie DVD. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> How did I not know that? But, uh, so yeah, that that's, you know, creative talent. I'll follow anywhere. Yeah, I no mean, joke. if it was, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't have to be a comic book thing for me to watch it. It's yeah. just the fact that Rob Thomas is writing it. I agree. That <laughs> uh, what does have me worried? He doesn't have the longest run on shows. Well, I mean, but it's good shows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all great work, but yeah, I mean, they last I, two I would and three seasons. Rather have a great show, have an early but beautiful death, than have it be strangled out over, you know, five twenty-six episode seasons. True, but I'd prefer them to have an ending. Oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Well, party down, dude. Yeah. And Varner, well, Varner Morris, they kickstarted a movie ten years later. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight years later, but it takes place ten Day. years later. You. David. You helped kickstart well, yeah. a movie? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they had some awesome packages that they were talking about on the, the DVD. I'm surprised you didn't like go all out and be like, I want to buy this cameo appearance package. That was, that was really expensive. That wasn't happening at yeah. all. <laughs> you would have, though, if you had it, though. If I had if I had a shit ton of money just laying around, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so that's uh, yeah. That's on the CW. That's right? the three on the CW, and then uh, Agents of Shield was renewed for season two, mm -hmm. as well as eight episodes of Agent Carter to air mid season. Mm -hmm. That'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited with the 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 shortened length of it. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> um, and I like the fact that when Agents of Shield is in mid season. That like during their mid-season break is when they'll air it. I think that's a great plan. That way you don't lose that audience. Yeah, you still have something there for that audience to go to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's extremely smart. I think they learned their lesson this past year with uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, underperforming so much. I think if they would have put it on when Once Upon a Time was in its mid-season break, it probably would have done a lot better. Mm. <clears throat> um, but okay, so that's five. Constantine, which looks pretty fun. I'm not gonna watch that. You're not not even the pilot. No. Does it look bad or what? No, I think uh, it looks. I think it looks fun. It's just I don't know. It, I mean, I guess I, 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 I'm not really the biggest Constantine fan in the first place. Yeah. I like when certain writers do them, but yeah. I, I'm not gonna follow them anywhere. Gotcha. So I didn't like the actor. Oh. <laughs> I thought he did a good job. I thought he felt like Constantine, unlike Keanu Reeves. Well. I don't know. He he didn't come across as uh, he's doing the smarmy British guy that yeah. well, but John Constantine is a fucking hard ass. Yeah, he didn't get that at all. Well, that's true. He was a bit more friendly. So I mean, maybe maybe he will be. Maybe he won't. So, so only time I'm will tell. Um, that's on NBC. Mm -hmm. uh, following Grimm, Fridays at nine, which I think uh, that's a, a tough slot for a new show. 
I mean, it's paired with well with a show that does well. Yeah. yeah, but Dracula didn't. Dracula was another genre show. Well, because who the fuck would watch a a, ser- a Dracula as a series? I don't know. I think it has potential, but. No, I, I'm not. I'm not attacking anyone who did because yeah. I mean that's all well and good. But I just, I, I don't look at Dracula and think, "Wow, I really want to see that in an episodic." You know, I wish you would have shown up on Buffy again. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean. um, but yeah, so Constantine, of course, The Walking Dead, or at least, or, or, or may I say, if they were going to do Dracula as a series. I, I saw a bunch of the, you know, like, you know, this is what's going to happen on that episode. Of yeah. Dra- I didn't watch the series, but I just thought, you know, and every time I did, I just thought, this is Dracula? Like, yeah. it seemed like, you know, I mean, the legend, the, the what you know, whatever, it's just like, oh, yeah, he's going to face sunlight, and he's going to, it's like, what wow. the fuck? Like, <laughs> this is a dude that should be like, if you're going to make that into a thing, it should be like his role in the Illuminati controlling the world or something. Like, <laughs> it should be something more interesting than some soap opera with his name plastered on it. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, it did come off kind of soap opera-ish. That's totally. why I never watched and, it. I mean, fucking Dracula as a soap opera? <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh, and, of course, The Walking Dead's back, obviously. And then you got Gotham on Fox, which looks awesome. We talked yeah. about it on... I am so glad that it doesn't look like they're going to try to be strict about continuity with that. Yeah. Because it's such a cool idea, but if they do want, if they like go out of their way to not actually make anything happen, then nothing will happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's far better to just like completely rewrite everything and just be like, what if he was a badass as a kid? You know, <laughs> what if all this shit was happening and he was playmates with Poison Ivy and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did I was fu- also happy about the episode order for that one, too. Yeah. Because they're keeping that one 16 episodes. Which is yeah. actually kind of high for Fox at the moment. They've been doing the event series stuff where they're like 13 episodes awesome. without a break. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, 24 is, what, 10 or 8? Something like that? Which goes against the... Is ironic. Ooh, yeah, which is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, we he slept the first twelve hours. <laughs> Not our fault. <laughs> That'd been funny if it would have just shown a clock that started at like midnight and then it just <laughs> that would be awesome. fast forward. Even more ballsy, real time watching him sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna only pay breakfast. you for. We're gonna need these episodes. I'm just saying they're not gonna take you a lot to film, <laughs> so we're not gonna pay you. Yeah, for film them eat breakfast, get breakfast ready for an hour. <laughs> that would be awesome. a half hour on the toilet. I bet you could get. I bet if you like stuck. You know, if you if you were ballsy and you were just like, no, we're gonna fucking do this, and you got the right writers, like you, you don't have to be like a comedy, yeah. almost certainly, you know. But if but you got the be right guy to run that, Jack Brower. you could make it hilarious and totally worth watching. <laughs> uh, um, It'd be like British, like crazy weird humor, but it would be good. Yeah. Um, speaking of Gotham, um, <laughs> in Zack Snyder's tweet. With the Batman picture, he hashtagged at Gotham. Did you notice that? Did he? Yeah. I didn't Probably just that. to pick up on the... I, I noticed he was advertising the camera he was using. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, beyond that, yeah, that I didn't notice. Yeah, he, hash, he used uh, hashtag Gotham. Which, in that trailer, there's no real sign of technology. Like, there's a TV, but it looks like that TV could have been from the early 90s. I think that'd be interesting if it ended up being in continuity. Complete fan here, just... 
nothing to back that up besides a tweet, but hmm. I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. If 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 uh, uh, Man of Steel, yeah, it's uh, Batman, Superman. Um, uh-huh. If Gotham was in continuity with that, yeah. And, and it was ne- well. Okay, so first question: Is Batman Superman in continuity with Batman, like the recent Batman? Films? No, no, it is not. No, okay. it is not. that is actually again relieving because that relieves a lot of difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so, originally going to so be. It could be. Well, right, but then you and, know, there's some complications. Yeah. And Bale said, "No, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll pass on that fifty million dollars to do one movie." Well, fuck, he's probably got so much money. I know, I wish I could... He can just do whatever. I wish I was at that point in my life to be like, no, I don't need 50 mil. (laughs) Well, sure. But I'm just glad to see one who is at that point in his life recognize that he's at that point in his life and not... He's like, fuck it, I'll be... For no reason. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, But yeah, so you're, you're proposing... Is that the Gotham TV series is essentially a prequel? That'd be nice. To ben Affleck's Batman. That'd be nice. I officially don't give a shit if it is or isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be too bothersome and annoying. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, care at all. you're already having issues with the lack of continuity in the X Men movies. Well, everybody should I, have a lack of continuity in the X Men movies. There is. Everybody none. should have a lack of continuity. <laughs> <laughs> everybody should have a concern about that. Do you have a problem with not enough lack of continuity? <laughs> <laughs> Try new continuity lacks. <laughs> <laughs> Try retcon uh, punch. Retcon <laughs> <laughs> punch. No, like I, it's like a psychops blast up the ass. Well, David, like I said earlier, I don't think the people who do the X-Men movies watch the previous X-Men movie before doing it's like the a next one? to your intestines. Well, my joke last night was that it's obvious that Brian Singer and company, who had nothing to do with X-Men 3, kind of just ignored its existence when they were doing First Class and planning <laughs> for Days of Future Past. Because in X-Men 3, there's a tall black guy named Trask, in Days of Future Past, there's a little white guy. That <laughs> <laughs> was like a, like a fuck you. <laughs> Not to mention there's like, uh, the beginning of X-Men 3 is Xavier and Magneto visiting uh, Jean Grey as a kid. And Xavier's walking around and, yeah. It, it, well, to be fair, like, he, he looks to be walking in Days of Future Past as well. Well, yeah. Both but, Xavier's well, yeah, appear to be walking in Days of Future Past. I know the reason for that. I'm not sure if you guys want to know, but I, I, I accidentally saw it in a review, so I know why he's... Oh, no. I'll I wait. Okay. care that much, so you might as well not spoil it for the listeners. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. yeah, the movie doesn't come out until next week, so... It's actually really interesting, though. Oh, okay. It's one of those things where it's like, ooh. <laughs> okay. That's exciting. <laughs> that excites <laughs> me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was just funny how much of X-Men 3 sort of has to be ignored for First Class. and Well, I mean, at this point, First Class isn't a prequel, it's a reboot. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it should be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm. And they just happen to get the same actors back that played the roles in their last franchise. <laughs> yeah, it's for shits and giggles. It's for awesomeness. <laughs> well, when actually, do you turn down the chance to have Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen in a movie together? Yeah, I, right. I was, it's not for <laughs> shits and giggles. That's one of those things where you know how you sometimes hear about people having to re-interview for their job? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When would those guys not 
be hired. I mean, you can re-interview them for those acting roles again and again and again. And it's not going to change the fact that to everyone and their brother, like, Charles Xavier is Patrick Stewart. It's like, that's just, that's just, I mean, that's, there's... Did I ever tell you? can't. Or like, Patrick Stewart looking at an X-Men comic book and being like, it's me. I, no, I mean, Why it's, am I on this cover? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you, you. I mean, you. You could retry out the role of, of Fury, and you're going to get Sam Jackson again. Like, <laughs> you know, unless you want. Unless to you get Hasselhoff, all that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no. Um. But yeah. Anyway, so we're about to talk about the. Uh, well, yeah. Zack Snyder put up the first photo of Ben Affleck in costume yeah. standing next to a Batmobile. Well, he really just—I mean, he put up the first photo of the costume. I mean, mm. it could have been anybody. It was, there. It was Ben Affleck. You can tell. Can you? Yeah. yeah. In the chin. Uh, that's why everybody should be able to tell who. Who's behind the yeah. <laughs> um, Which, I mean, we have a whole podcast about that up already. Oh, did you guys talk about the. Well, the photo and- Clay does. We didn't talk about the photo in, specifically because it wasn't his photo, it was one Zack Snyder took. Mm-hmm. But it's he took the photo of the Batmobile oh, okay. that was posted. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So he goes in and talks about what it was like seeing all three of them on set and. In costume, and it's a, it's a good episode. It really is. Um, it, yeah, it's, I, I, it's blowing up too. It's on like the like prime like Henry Cavill news site, like his fa- like main like website, and I'm just like, wow, all right, way to go, way to go, Gabe. <laughs> High five, bravo, high art. I was pretty excited when I saw that photo, though, because I immediately thought, saw the ears. Yeah. And I was like, Frank Miller Batman? Saw the I, ears in the bat, and he yeah. was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad this one isn't in a tank. The Batmobile. Oh, the Tumblr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Batmobile, it was... Uh, I want to see the front end. Well, I, I think it's like, essentially going to be the, the, the Burton Mobile... And the Tumblr mushed together. Yeah, they had a child and became the new Batmobile. Essentially, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm fine with. Matt, you have issues with the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, I just, I don't think it makes any sense at all. <laughs> I, I just, to, it, to me, Does the motorcycle make sense? Make any sense? A motorcycle makes a hell of a lot more sense. I mean, I, I just, just look, I, I'm not going to, I mean, people have made this, I'm sure, surely people have made this point, but I mean... You know, you want to give me a motorcycle? Sure. You want to give me, like, a little jetpacky thing? I mean, that's actually possible. You know, sure. You can have, like, little refill stations and apartments he owns all around the city. That's completely reasonable. Um, yeah, there's lots of things you can do. But gigantic car in the middle of traffic, I mean, even if it jumps over traffic, like, you can't jump over... I mean, Gotham is what? Chicago or New York, right? Yeah. And can you jump over? I mean, the traffic jam is the street. <laughs> so it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, Spider-Man really knows what he's talking about as far as navigating as a superhero vigilante. Which Batman kind of does the same thing for the most part. Well, and every once yeah, in a while and you should them. keep doing that because <laughs> the Batmobile makes no sense. And the Batmobile ought to be a white panel van. <laughs> like I the mean, Punisher. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Like the war wagon. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Or like themed, the runaways. <laughs> yeah. Theme to announce his presence. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it just doesn't yeah. make any sense 
having if that you car, actually have to justify it. Having that car and then blaring its theme song every time he rolls up? I mean, <laughs> come on, Bats, turn down the music. Especially <laughs> since he could he could totally do the blaring the theme music in a portable, you know. Yeah. Turn his, turn his little <laughs> phone speaker up on his that, iPod. That first uh, uh, Danny Elfman bat theme everywhere he drives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really great to have that be like a, a fourth wall bit in some superhero, like Deadpool, when they do you know a movie with him or maybe Ant Man or Booster like, Gold would do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like have it actually be a thing that he always plays theme music for the different shit he does. It's kind of funny in Amazing Spider-Man Two, Spidey kind of does that to a certain degree, where he's kind of always whistling his theme song while he's you know dicking oh, around, yeah. like webbing up Rhino. He's like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's also his ringtone. That's more of an Easter egg, though. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it didn't actually break the. Yeah, true. Um, so I think we should bring all of our listeners to the sad news that Community was canceled. Oh yeah, yeah, because I'm sure they haven't heard. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's the first we've spoken of it. Yeah. I don't know, it is kind of odd, like this one, like the other ones, you're kind of expecting it to a certain degree, yeah. this one you're kind of like, you had one more season, why didn't you just yeah. do one more? <laughs> even at like Paley Fest, all the actors and even Dan was just like, the only thing weirder than not getting a six, well, the only thing like weirder would be not getting a sixth season, like that was the farthest thing in their mind at that point, which is kind of odd. Yeah, because you kind of think, I don't know, I mean... You go through the effort uh, of, like, in the, the weird publicity stunt of bringing back the original creator yeah. in one season. And the entire marketing of the season was six seasons in a movie. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And all the first trailers for it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to make this a, a driving point for the series, and then you're not going to deliver? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it was up to Sony, ultimately. I think it was yeah. NBC. yeah. Because Sony's still shopping it around. Yeah, Sony's trying to find a home for it. I really don't understand why it wouldn't find a home. I mean, it's not... I mean, it's a, it's a at least semi-successful series with a cult following. It, unless it's just too expensive, but... Honestly... Make a couple it, sets and yeah, call it a day. You could do it for cheap. I mean... <laughs> I mean, its ratings are good for cable television, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, bad for NBC is still good for <laughs> somebody know. else. But NBC's never done well in the ratings. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. What is with that? <laughs> Professionally sucking for. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't like the tag at the end of the last episode of Community. Yeah, maybe that? they kind of they kind of t- like <laughs> took a slap at NBC and the. It was like preview to. Like potential fall shows coming to NBC based off of weird shit that happened in Community. Oh. It was, but yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> uh, so maybe, maybe they didn't like that. Maybe. Oh. Uh, well, was there anything else we wanted to talk about? Not really. They moved through everything. All right. Well, by the point this is up, we'll be two episodes behind on Game of Thrones and Mad Men discussing. Okay. Um, there isn't a new episode of Game of Thrones next Sunday. There isn't? There isn't. Why not? It looks like they're taking the holiday off. That's when that uh, movie with uh, Jim Parsons, Mark Ruffalo, uh, and it's airing at 9 next Sunday. Is Mad Men taking a week off? I don't know. It might not be. Okay. 
But all the HBO shows appear to be taking a week off next weekend. So, um, yeah. I'd like to say in the last episode, Peter Dinklage earned an Emmy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. That was so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And we're recording this the Sunday of episode seven, so we haven't watched it yet. So that's why this will be up after that episode. So we're talking about two weeks ago by the point you listen to this. Yeah, Tyrion's trial. Or force of the trial. Yeah. Uh, I've I've watched that scene like five times, <laughs> mainly because I watch HBO a lot and I keep catching it. <laughs> like oh well, might as well. Um, yeah, hopefully they reveal who's uh, doing his uh, um, battle or his who's fighting for him. Isn't knowing Game of Thrones, that won't be until like a, a week, well, two episodes from then. Like it doesn't look like they're going to touch on it at all. Really. Well, if you watch the scenes from this week, it doesn't look like it's going to be brought up. It might a little bit, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, for, like they did at the Battle of Blackwater Bay. They spent an entire episode up in the wall. Yeah. Because some shit's going to go down. Yeah. That, that they need the time for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, uh, we're at an hour and 13 minutes. Oh, so I guess we can call it a day. Okay. I feel like this was an informative episode. Informative. 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 <laughs> it's not informative. We're not experts. We're just, just a bunch of guys. Guys. Yeah, we're just a bunch of guys with opinions. Uh, but yeah, um, again, let us know how you liked this uh, th- uh, like three-peat weeks. I don't know how a good way to say that. Well, it's not repeating. It's just... Yeah. Stop peeping in some fashion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> download it three times. Yeah, okay. You can download it three times. I'm not going to complain. You boost my ego odd. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, would be odd. But, uh, but yeah, let us know. Give us some feedback. Do you like three episodes a week? If so, we need to line up some more guests. <laughs> Quickly. Um, either way, let us know. And, uh, or David needs to read more comics so we can go to the comics. Yes, true, true, true that. I will. I will work on that. Yo, wiggity wiggity. I will work on that because after I hit stop, I'm going to tell you some stuff. Okay. But I'm going to go ahead and hit stop after I. I'm glad that you let the listeners know that. That was very yes. professional. Well, it, it shows that okay, I have something in my mind. Something in my mind. There's gears turning. There might be more stuff coming later. It's to plant a seed of like, oh, what the hell is he talking about? You'll find out later. You will find out later. So anyway. Anyways, um, I'm David West. I'm David Goldman. I'm Matt. Um, and this was uh, a kind of uh, kind of epic show. You can hit the, hit the button. All right. You can find us on Facebook. Hit the button. Okay. <laughs> and on Twitter at kind of epic show. You and you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at Twitter at. I did it out of order? David West underscore K O E S. <laughs> All right. Bye. Stop.
Hey listeners, this is Micus, creator of the kind of epic theme song, Zombie Kids. If you're interested in finding out more about my music, you can check me out at micusmusic.com. Also, I am on iTunes, Facebook, and SoundCloud. You can look me up as Micus Music, and that's M-I-K-U-S, and you know the rest. All right, peace out, everyone. Keep listening.